0: Uh, Mitch and I were just talking. This is Brandon. Hello. Uh, I was incredulous. I think that's the word, incredulous, that we've been doing this for three years. We've been doing the podcast for three years. Yep. I don't – it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. I. I it seemed like – I mean, I know I, – like, obviously, I know the number, right? Like I said, I don't know the number. Mitch can tell you I never know the number. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know the number even when he tells me the number in the 30 seconds between when I ask. Every show starts the same way. I say what? He's it's 91. Okay, cool. You good, you got a drink, you good? Yep. Hit the button. Fuck. <laughs> every time. Every time. Can't count, can't name directors. Um So I know the number and I can do the math and be like, okay, every two weeks, 90 episodes, but three years never would have put it together. Which means I've been podcasting now for probably about ten years. Wow, and still terrible at it. Like you would think, if you do something <laughs> for ten years, you're going to get better at it. Oh, my kids could tell me would say not at parenting. We can attest to that. He's still, <laughs> he's still pretty shitty. You know, whatever. They have roofs over their head a roof over their head. Not roofs. That's we shitty. don't have two That's roofs. <laughs> yeah. We have this I roof, think- and we got the shed. Depending doing. on how you are, <laughs> pick one. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm excited about tonight's show. Cause man, we got some fucking Cracker Jack movies to talk about. I'm I've been so pumped to do this show.
1: Yeah, me too. Um,
0: Cause we got some fucking bangers. Uh before we do that, um so the Division Two uh update Warlords of New York Came out uh Tuesday. Here's a weird thing: PS4 15 gig, Xbox mm. One 54 gig. Jesus, yeah, right. So like, my download, my data cap is like hurting right now because yeah. I was like, oh, it's three dollars on the Xbox. We'll all play it together. No, no, right. <laughs> hasn't uh hasn't been a thing. But that's fine because you know what, it was a thing. And I'll get to the division real quick. Is uh, some motherfuckers finally broke the fuck out of Jerusalem in World War Z? That's right. That's right. Yeah. It was fucking in epic fashion. In epic fashion. (laughs) I love when Jace plays with us because Jace doesn't very. He doesn't play with us normally. So when Mm. he does, he's just he gets a a glimpse, and we're all like, Jace, get in the goddamn door, (laughs) Jace. Like, right. like Motherfucker, we ain't friends now. Get in the goddamn door. <laughs> Jace is the nicest, like yep. most level-headed person I think I've ever met. Like he's yeah, just same. a sweetheart, and when yep. you talk to him, like he's just super cool. If you you know if you listen to his podcast, which you should. Level playing field. I mean, that's kind of how he is, man. He's just like cool, you know, as, as hell. And 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 so we are not because once no. you know. what? <laughs> Like the bullets start pl- flying and and there's no you know it ain't show friends it's show business and of course get in the goddamn door you know and then I'm like I'm pushing because I'm thinking of Left for Dead right yeah. like Left for Dead when they said get in the van if your motherfucking ass wasn't in the van and that tank showed up bitch I'm shutting the door I remember right. to this day uh, the the night that uh Petey. Um, uh myself um hodge and uh god i forget who the the fourth was oh chris uh P's brother we all uh, finally got left for dead and we 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 we, we glit we we had already beaten the tank on all the levels except for the farmhouse so we were going for that achievement and you could th- this is when you could glitch the tank uh mm. where if like so so do you remember how you could glitch the tank in left for dead so, so I remember that you could,
1: but I don't remember how to, how you
0: did. Yeah, it. yeah. So the way you glitched the tank in Left for Dead is you would have one person crouch down, and you would have another person constantly meleeing them. Because if you were mm-hmm. constantly meleeing that person, then a uh, the zombie right. that would get you with his t- tongue couldn't grab yeah. you, right? So right, then right. there was this one spot in the farmhouse where. Um, you could get the tank to spawn and glitch it, and it would just stay in one spot. So mm-hmm. we got all the way to the farmhouse. We get up. We get in the closet. and We got two in the front, two in the back, and we're shooting whatever, killing zombies, and we hear the music for the tank. And then I accidentally downed Petey, but Chris had him, so whatever. So Hodge and I go out on the roof, and I'm down crouching, and, and, and Hodge is wagging me in the back of the head, and we get the tank to glitch, right? And so we finally, we get back in. We do the thing. It's like Van shows up. We go... So somehow at that point, everything had moved like clockwork and then shit all fell to pieces. Well, <laughs> so we get in the van and I, I'm, I've am i got, you know, Chris is down. Mm. He's not coming back. And we're waiting for Hodge. And I was at the van door and I had my sights on Hodge because if I heard the music for the tank, I was just going to kill him because friendly fire was a thing. And, right. <laughs> and I didn't know this. But Petey had his sights on me because if the tank <laughs> showed up, he was going to kill me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I don't remember what happened. I think I think Hodge got down naturally, and then we just went on our way. So that's kind of like when we play, you know, when we play World War Z. That's kind of how things are. It's like if this thing says assemble here, and you're not here, I'll leave you. I don't give a fuck because it means we can get to it. But or World War D won't let you do that. So we we finished the whole thing, and it's like, assemble. And we're like, okay, cool. But Jace was outside, Mm. and it wouldn't let us assemble. (laughs) And then the door opens, and we're like, get inside the goddamn door! (laughs) (laughs) And the door opens, and he ran in, and we finished. And then we went to the Russian Federation Frame Museum, and things went poorly. But... (laughs) but it just, it just makes me because I mean if you've ever played Overwatch with us you know it's just chaos and, and recriminations yeah. and just oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah <laughs> but so, it's like when, when Jace joins us I'm super glad that he does because it's a lot of fun but I'm always just like no don't take it personally but yeah, yeah, right? I'll yeah. fucking you kill you like, yeah, you I will leave die. you to die don't worry <laughs> about it I would probably do that in real life too but again don't take it personal. <laughs> but uh but yeah we we finally finished uh a full uh i don't know what you call it location story chapter i, I guess
1: location because it yeah
0: i don't know yeah yeah uh but it's 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 tons of fun uh yeah, game um so uh yeah so before we got into that uh so i mentioned that yeah the, so the warlords of new york uh expansion uh dropped for division two um, it's it's cool. Uh, I mean, one of the things that you forget about this game is like just the amount of care that goes into crafting the environments and all the little hidden places and ways you can get up on the roof and this that and the other. Now the flip side to that is you know you could be running around like a fucking idiot looking for a collectible, not realizing that you can get up on the roof. Uh, and in fact, right, I have right. a I have a piece of shade tech which appears to be glitched for me now because I can't get the door to open in the right way. Um, but you know what i what I realize for some of these games is that sometimes what I want is just kind of more stuff to do in a different place, even if it's the same stuff. And I know that doesn't yeah. that's not very like critical, but mm-hmm. like you know, once you get to the end game of of, of you know Division Two, and I still have some end game stuff to do. I mean, you're playing like kind of remixed missions that you've already done. Well, here there's new missions, but there's also new activities and it's new places to find. Even if it's the stuff you're doing, the activities themselves aren't new. They're just in a different spot, and they uncover different places, which then gives you different stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And and for me, like that's kind of enough. Um, yeah. And so um, it, it, it's kind of interesting to go back and 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 redo, or not redo, but just kind of we'll go back to New York from the original division, but mm-hmm. um, but just kind of do the same stuff in a different setting. Um, but one of the cool things that they they have done, and this is free for everybody uh, with, with the recent title update, is they've completely reworked uh, gear in a way to make it easier uh, to figure out what you want to keep and what you want to get rid of. Um, you know, the idea being that gear will drop less often but be more meaningful. And yeah. one of the things they've done, and it is super cool, and I would love for for like... You know, destiny, or to do something like this is this idea of harvesting attributes off of your gear. So, for example, let's say you find a pair of um, you know knee pads, and mm-hmm. your knee pads, you see that they have whatever critical damage. So it it'll give you a bar, and it'll show you whatever critical damage stat this these knee pads have, how good it is overall compared to what it could have. So let's say the best it could do is like 10%, and it's got like 2%. Well, it'll show you that in the bar. But let's say they are 10%, but everything else is kind of trash, or you don't care. You can, in the recalibration station, you can actually strip that 10% uh, critical damage off of them, and then bank it, and put it on something else later on. Something else that would have that attribute. So if you find... Oh, wow. Yeah, if you find something else later that would normally have critical damage you can swap mm-hmm. it out with that 10% and and you can stock a certain amount and 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 it and, and it doesn't if you use it once it doesn't matter it's just in your bank it be it's, yeah. it's like a piece oh, of, okay. it's like a piece of crafting material right it,
1: yeah. so
0: so it, the, the the idea of going for god rolls isn't necessarily just like in destiny where okay i'm going to keep doing this activity Somewhat mm-hmm. over and over and over again, and hope that I get a god roll. It's more like I'm hoping to get a piece of equipment with this particular attribute that I can then harvest off of it, and now I right. have that in my bank forever. Yeah. Um,
1: right. So like mods, like mods 2.0 in Destiny 2,
0: but different, right? Like 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 let let let's say that you got you got breach light with demolitionist on it, and that's what you right. wanted and then but right. there was another attribute you also wanted and you could strip demolitionist off of it and bank it mm-hmm. and then you get breach light again and it doesn't have demolitionist on it but it has uh, Vorpal weapon and right. then you just go fine i take whatever isn't Vorpal weapon off of it i put demolitionist on it and now i've got the gun that i've been hoping for
1: yeah that's that awesome. type of
0: thing um yeah and and, and the idea is just like You know to make it so. I mean, I'm at a point now because I'm I'm at level 33 or something, and and you can get to level 40. And it's kind of weird because you can't go back to DC until you finish New York. And so everybody in DC is like the best you can get, like they up the gear score to like five fifteen. But everybody in New York is going to go up to 40, but not Uh have a gear score. Huh. So then it's weird how like if you then jump back to New York. It's like if you do mission, if like some, it, it's like if you do a mission in New York while you're level forty, it'll bump everybody up to forty. But mm-hmm. you don't. There's no gear score anymore. There's no like. It, it's weird. So it, it, yeah. it. I don't know how that's going to work out long term because to me that just seems like that's going to split the player base in a way that doesn't really make sense. Because if right. I go back to DC, say with you, and we're doing Endgame stuff, and then, um, you know a a, a, dro- a drop happens, like, what, what the fuck is it? Is it 40? Is it 515? Right. Like, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I figure whatever. We'll fig- uh, I guess we'll figure that out as, as time comes. And I thought that was kind of an odd choice, because, I mean, Destiny is just way more streamlined, right? It's like, hey, everybody yep. can go up to 970. That's it. Right, right, right. You can go up to 970, free, not free, doesn't matter. Um. So, I thought this was kind of an odd choice, so it'll be interesting to see um, you know, kind of how it works out long term, yeah. but, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> but it's cool to go, you know, you're fighting the cleaners again, you know, the fucking fire flamethrower guys. These guys are yeah, assholes. Yeah. Um, if I had to, I did a stream this morning and I was getting my shit pushed in by them. They're <laughs> fucking dicks. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I I, I I forgot how much I enjoyed it. E, e, as annoying as it can be, because, I mean, it, it can yeah. be annoying. Like, there's, right. you know, you, you definitely have some, some times uh, when, especially, like, playing solo, uh, when you're like, this should be, you know, if this is a game that, that you can play solo, I feel like this should be easy. But then you yes. go and you wipe and you, you do it 30 seconds later with the right, you know, even not loadout, just planning and you just fucking...
1: Right. Completely. once you, you kind of see how the how it plays out, then you can kind of figure out better how to ha- like approach it
0: exactly, yeah, yeah, so, so you know, I mean, uh, it's thirty bucks. I, I can't say for certain whether or not it's worth the thirty dollars. Um, I know that it um, i I feel like the campaign would be over with fairly quickly, maybe six mm-hmm. hours. Um, you know, Ooh. but but from the the perspective of just kind of. <laughs> seeing you know being able to go up more levels and and that type of thing um and then they start their seasons on tuesday and so the idea is that so warlords of New York, you're you're trying to chase Aaron Keener from the first game down, and there's four warlords in New York that you have to take down to get to him. And then in the mm. seasons, every season there's gonna be somebody else and other people you're supposed to track down. So it'll be interesting to see, and I don't know if this is like a shadow keep thing, where if you get warlords of New York, you get the first season free and then to kind of see how it is or what. Right and it'll be right. interesting to see like how they work their seasons compared to Destiny because you know, honestly, I looked in in April In May, and I mean, Last of Us 2 comes out at the end of May. Um, but I'm like, honestly, until until Ghosts of Tsushima come out in June, I'm kind of like, you know, just like, all right, whatever. There's really not a lot out there for me. So, if between you know, Season of the Worthy, I'm kind of like, I might just stick with the free stuff. But if this, if the Division 2 season ends up having some stuff, okay, I'll, yeah, you know, I'll just kind of do that. So, Hmm. so do you have plans of, of getting
1: the yeah yeah i'm going to i honestly didn't know it was already out i know you had been talking about it mm-hmm. um but i've kind of again i'm so bad on dates and release dates and things like that and then, you know like i, I keep saying i've got so like i've been playing resident evil 2 finally. oh how's like, that going so i got but it's, it's good uh, i like it it's uh i'm playing on normal and and, uh, and i'm doing that thing that i always do that i've talked about before with the survival horror where i'm punishing myself early I'm
0: hoarding everything
1: yeah, so that when I get to the the end uh and and I finish the game, I've got 9 million things that would have helped me out tremendously. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's hard um it's way harder than I remembered it being on the on the the original on PS1, but uh it's a lot of fun, man. It's it's it'll kick your ass, but it it's gorgeous and it it's it's not you know like a frame by frame they didn't just throw a you know a coat of paint on the original like it's it's its own game mm-hmm. and uh, it's 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 really good okay. so I'm enjoying it. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna get it. Uh, uh, War, uh was it Warlords of New York or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get it. Um, because I love the division. So mm-hmm. it's oh. just I just really didn't know it was so soon.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, honestly, it kind of stuck up on me too. I was like, I mean, I knew about it, but I just completely. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I just completely kind of forgot about it. And then I was like,
1: oh, shit, that's tomorrow. Um, right. So like March kind of got here for me that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it is March. Yeah. because <laughs> at- I was like, all that comes out in March. Right. Wait. Right. Wait, that's now. <laughs> right. Right.
0: Uh, and I and I do want to get back to, you know, Dark Star's Genesis at some point. But, you know, I'm kind of like, well, there's no, you know, there's no real hurry for it. So. Um, especially if I know that there isn't anything that, that is kind of grabbing my attention, you know, I can kind of wait and, uh, kind of take that as a, as a, as it comes, so to speak. Mm. Um, okay. So, uh, real quick, did, so you had turned me on to October Faction and did you finish it or are you still watching it? I'm still watching. Okay. So I did finish it. I was surprised, like I, I was, um, I used to watch Bones back in the day. And uh, the actress that played uh, Cam, uh, she's she's the mom, and I can't oh, remember I didn't know her name. That. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. I, I did. I, I I'd be cool. interested to talk more about it once you finished it. How far along are you in it?
1: I, halfway, maybe one episode uh, past to the halfway point, maybe. Okay. Like, isn't, aren't there eight? There's or is a ten. 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 There's ten. Ten. Yeah. So I'm like five, maybe six. I can't remember.
0: Okay. Well, then maybe we'll hold off until you finish it because I'd like to talk about it once. Yeah. uh I mean, you've read the comics, so you kind of know yeah. shit that's happening that I wasn't going to, uh, or sorry, that I I wouldn't have known. But um, but still, I, I think uh, why don't we wait and then once you've sure. you've finished it, then we can.
1: Yeah, I'll try to. I'll try to. I'll get back on it. I've kind of been slacking on it, to be honest. Yeah. No worries. No worries.
0: All right. So we have. Um, a few movies to talk about tonight. Um, first one, which one, well, what do you want to do first? I don't know. You circle. Okay. So we'll do, uh, the latest, uh, Nick Cage goes crazy. (laughs) Um, uh, so this movie is called the color out of space and it is based on an HP Lovecraft story. Um, Nick Cage and Jolie Richardson, uh, play a couple that live in, uh, kind of upstate New York, just outside of Arkham. Um, and they, uh, you know, she's like a, I guess she, I'm assuming she's like a financial advisor, maybe stockbroker type of thing. He's, uh, I don't know what, um, they bought llamas, um, and then he's got... Alpacas. Alpacas, sorry. Uh, he's got, uh, they have two kids and, um... One night, a meteor uh, crashes in their on their property, and then things uh, start to go from there. Um, so yeah. this movie, uh, directed by Richard Stanley, uh, I'm not familiar yeah. with his work. Uh, are you?
1: Um, yeah, uh, the guy that did uh, he did Hardware. Yeah, uh, he did Hardware with yep. that robot, uh, mm-hmm. and then Dust Devil. Which is the other thing I had seen by him.
0: Yeah, Dust Devil, I have not seen that one. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, that movie was weird. It was like, it came out in '92, but I remember. There was some big deal with like the rights to it or something, and it never came to it had never come to DVD or you know it's one of those things, and everybody like really wanted the DVD, and then finally it happened, and I was like I've never even heard of this, mm-hmm. and so I ended up uh, getting it from Netflix back when they used to you know send discs out and stuff. And oh okay. It's okay. It's really fucking long, and it really doesn't make a lot of fucking sense. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's whatever. Yeah.
0: Um so Color Out of Space, first of all, I will say that I mean color front and center, this movie is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um it, I, I this is there's not a lot of movies, like I'm not a four K person. My 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 bandwidth cap <laughs> my data cap can't handle four K. <laughs> but this is a movie that I was like, I could see if you had like a four K k TV watching this in four K, Jesus yeah. Christ, like the colors yeah. would be yep. absolutely amazing. And and you know, primarily purple. Uh, which you know kind of lends a really awesome cosmic vibe to the whole mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. but um, you know I, I joked on Twitter that my main problem with any Nick Cage goes crazy movie is that I I never believe he's sane in the first place.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, that's a hundred percent,
0: and I think it's true here too. And I do feel like it's somewhat undercuts things like like Man- i felt the like,
1: same way i was like, gonna say that
0: like mandy you're like it's kind of it's fine that he's not entirely with it because he right. doesn't have to be right for you to believe right. you know once his you know girlfriend gets taken that he just chugs an entire thing of vodka and goes yeah. nutso right like, <laughs>
1: right the but bathroom this movie scene where
0: he's like you know he's just kind of he's supposed to be kind of a normal dad like you know that Jolie Richardson, like she had cancer, or either recovering from cancer, had a cancer scare. We're not entirely sure. Um, mm. You know, his daughter, his young son is kind of normal. His daughter, she's into you know Wicca and, Wicca, and all that stuff, and so. Sure, but I mean, he's supposed to be like a pretty, like just like in Mom and Dad, right? Like they're supposed mm-hmm. to be kind of normal parents, but he always has this undercurrent. And I don't know if he's just not a good enough actor to pull off normal, or we just have decades of Nick Cage baggage. So-
1: I think that's what it is. I think that it, I think that it, he was never that good of an actor to me to begin with. Mm-hmm. But also I think now he's just completely bought in to people want nuts cage so he just goes all in like all the time.
0: But but even when you know even when he's supposed to be you know
1: kind of just typical. Right. You know? I I I don't know how to dis- I don't know how to explain it. Like, no, I think you're right though. I I, th- I, think, I feel I like think right. he thinks he sees Nick Cage as a character that he's always doing and and yeah. I think that he's like always on but he know like it's just he's just not that good and he's he just has completely bought into that and like even when he's supposed to be normal he's still acting like Nick Cage, like crazy Nick Cage, you know, there's always, there's always at least some lace, a lace of it somewhere. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's almost like, like, uh, like I, I, to me, it's a lot like in the shining, right. When like you, you understood why, how, and and this wasn't the case in the book, right. Like Jack Torrance in the book was a flawed Mm -hmm. human being. He was an alcoholic. He had, um, you know, unfortunately due to the alcoholism had you know, abused his kid, but not in a, Uh, It was more like he got mad and grabbed him by the arm and broke him, which, you know, obviously that's awful, but it's not like he would, you know, it's not like, you know, in the breakfast club where you, you know, fuck you, (laughs) give me Tricky Popeye. You know, it's not like that kind of abuse. (laughs) Um, And so, um, you know, in The Shining, you, you know, Jack Torrance, you could understand why, you know, how the Overlook managed to kind of worm its way into his consciousness and, and twist mm-hmm. him in a way. Uh, right. And so I don't know if he's trying to, but, but but that's not what this was supposed to be. They were supposed to be just, they're just a typical family. You know, right. they just, they had their issues. They moved out to this farm and then a meteorite crashes and then things go sideways. It's not meant right. to be like these people are like fucked up human beings and whatever lands in the farm just takes advantage of that. Yeah. Um, so, but that, like you said it's it's kind of how it's played but once he turns it's it's incredibly gratifying like like nick yeah. cage slam dunking tomatoes in his kitchen <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best thing um
1: yeah. but although but the, flip side, uh, the, the flip side to that though uh, and, and is what you said earlier that i was i was absolutely going to bring up the one thing i guess that kind of I was, cause I was, I was so into the movie, but then like certain th- things would happen and I was like, could it be anybody but him? Like, please. Yeah. because there they're like, you know, like heartbreaking moments and like yeah. genuine, like moments of, of what should be like terrifying. Yeah. And then the camera pans to him and I'm like, he just looks like an idiot. Like, I don't know what yeah. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know I was like god could it be anybody else this would be this would hit so hard Yeah. You know if somebody that knew with that who had any chops whatsoever was was acting this scene.
0: Yeah. And what's sad is like I mean he's been in stuff where he had to act like, yeah. like um you know leaving Las Vegas and um, Moonstruck right like I mean mm-hmm. even like um Peggy Sue got married right like yeah. and Peggy Sue got married that he that was a good movie and he was yeah. great in it. Uh, and then it just kind of, at some point, it just kind of happened. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was, like, after The Rock or or, uh, or Con Air. I don't remember exactly. I can't put my finger on when it kind of happened that we all just kind of decided that Nick Cage was
1: just kind of nutso. I mean, maybe it was The Wicker right. Man. Um, Def, that one, that's, like, the most meme-worthy thing he's ever done. Yeah. and And I think he was trying to play that and I think that's kind of where he realized he's like oh this is what they want fine fuck it this is what I'm gonna do yeah because he's basically been a walking meme ever since
0: yeah yeah um but but you know that being said I, I really did I, I enjoyed the movie I enjoyed the hell out of the movie I thought it was yeah, beautifully too. shot I there was some um you know for a movie a movie with kind of cosmic horror like mm-hmm. I mean they and I, I don't wanna I don't wanna like spoil anything but mm-hmm. nothing is off the table which i think yeah. you're gonna make a like if you're gonna make a horror movie and you've got a family <clears> everything <throat> has to be on the table for yep. it to truly be terrifying right um,
1: and it and, is like it, it really, is. Yeah, I think it got to me a couple of times i yeah. was like there's some really cool creature stuff and yeah. most of it looked to be practical and it was really fucking good so <laughs>
0: tommy chong's in it which is always <clears> fun <throat> to see him. yeah um the 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 one thing though oh shit and and i had i had it before uh let's when we before we start talking about it, it was um oh shit i lost it but maybe i'll get it back <laughs> but uh i mean but the setting was good and and you know the yeah. thing about like the 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 lovecraft stuff that you know once you get past the fact that he was like mega racist um is it's not explainable per se right, right. you're never going to find out hey well where was this Right. And, and we'll get to kind of the stuff in Rabbit because I, I feel like the between Rabbit and the remake, um, there were some choices made in the remake to help explain things. Yes, that I really appreciated. But mm-hmm. but in this type of movie, it, it doesn't matter. You're not gonna right. you're not gonna be able to explain where this meteorite came from. It's just clear that it's from somewhere that mm-hmm. wants in. Uh, and and they're gonna get get it however they can. But some of the the imagery that they did, the, the Lovecraftian, this idea of what this that what's on the other side is is not. It's not a, a it's not a person, or a mm-hmm. monster. It it's like a it's a force. It's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a cosmic entity. Right, that's entirely different. It's not just a monster; like it's it's almost like it's a like a dimension. And they really, with some very sparse imagery and Mm -hmm. some great effects, like were able to convey that extremely well. Yep. Um, this idea that what's on the other side is fucking horrifying because of this the size and the scope of it. Mm -hmm. Um. And and, and and I thought they did. Oh, I know what it was. So, like, when Nick Cage kind of went crazy, like, he put on this weird accent that I didn't understand. Yeah. What was
1: that? I have no idea.
0: <laughs> okay, I was like, I was trying to explain it to my wife, and I couldn't even, ex- and I can't tell you what it is, because it wasn't right. recognizable as being, you know, like, a particular country or nationality or, or even time frame. Right. It was just this weird accent it was almost like i don't know it was it'd be like okay so what i told my wife because as i've said before what'll happen is like i'll watch these movies and my wife and i'll have lunch we'll go for a walk and i'll tell her about the movies and she's like why would you watch that (laughs) and i said "It, it, it this isn't what it was but what it felt like is if somebody to show they were going crazy decided to just do their impression of a Jimmy Cagney gangster movie right. where it's just like, man, why do I have to do everything? Shane? you know, and it's like, it, like, that's not what it was, but it might as well have been because that's right. how like out of place it was. Yeah, you know where he's complaining about. Ah, oh, you didn't take the alpacas in, she. You know, like, <laughs> and you know, like, that, I mean, and, I, and that's, and again, that's not what it was, but it might as well have been because it was so unrecognizable and out of place for what yeah. they were doing. And I don't know what it was, but in my mind, that's what it was. Like it was just this yeah. like kind of twenties gangster, like, ah, oh, you'll make a fool out of me, see? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was trying to explain what it was, and I was going to bring it up again to see if I could figure it out because I thought, well, they're in upstate New York. like Maybe they're trying to do something with that. But I'm like, upstate New York, they don't have accents. It's not like New York City, which, by the way, uh, the developers of Division 2 have never been to New York City and do not know what a New York accent is like because the voice actors they got, the direction they were given, that is not yeah. what those people sound like. <laughs> But 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 okay I'm glad I wasn't the only person that heard the accent cuz I thought maybe I was no. going a little a little <laughs> nutso cuz I I could not tell what it was and it, and it and it happens kind of briefly but it's mm. it's noticeable
1: Yeah yeah
0: okay good cuz I was genuinely flummoxed but um but yeah I mean it was it was I think it was it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. The the imagery was was very well done. Uh, they did some fucked up shit for sure. And there's some stuff like at the beginning, like I, I don't know if you noticed this, but like when they first moved there and Julie Richardson is like working and she kinda like focuses her eyes on like some of the stuff in her computer. And I'm like, Well, does she have like eye cancer? Is that what they're trying to convey? Yeah. Or is there something going on there? Like there's some choices made visually that I th- think were it's like they were trying to convey some story beats, but it either it wasn't clear what they were, mm-hmm. um, and and it just you know so it kind of ends up feeling like noise, but it didn't it take away from from the enjoyment of the movie uh, right. at all. Um, so, uh, so definitely check that guy. It, it made me want. Ro- it, it made me want to rewatch The Void, to be honest, which has yeah. nothing to do with the movie. It's not like The Void, as we talked about when when we first watched, it is like all the horror things thrown together. But just that kind of cosmic. Like I can't think of like a cosmic horror movie that I've seen recently. No. Yeah. No. And The Void and, and, was and, the
1: and, one and, and, that uh, came up to to kind of not to com- compare the two because they're not, they're different. But, uh, when you're dealing with stuff like that, where it's like, it's not going to make sense. You don't have to explain it. Sometimes, you know, you're left like the movie. You wonder like it almost has no direction. Like it just wanders. Mm-hmm. This movie tells a very specific story, you know, for these people. And it, and it, it doesn't fully explain everything. Like you said, but at the same time, you're not left confused and wondering what the fuck you just spent two hours with. Right. Right. Like this is easy to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shit, is, like the things that are happening are, are wild. Like they're out there. But yeah. it's not done at the expense of the story. Right. And I think the void does that, you know. Uh, I think it was trying to tell some sort of a story. I just, it's so all over the place.
0: I think I think the void is you just had, you had, and I appreciate it. It's it, like, I, I will, to me, one of the f- funniest and most relatable Scenes in Friends is when Rachel goes to make the trifle, and mm. she gets the <laughs> the recipe, uh, the 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 pages um, mm. glued together, and she makes the trifle with the the, the sponge cake and the beef and the cream, right. and Joey's eating it. And she's like, what are you talking, why are you eating that? He's like, what's not to like? He's like, you know, he's like, it's it's got beef, I like beef, it's got jam, I like jam. Like, and and to me, that's the void, right? It's like, it it, it, it may not, it's got, it's made by people who love horror movies, and they Mm -hmm. just couldn't pick and choose what they wanted to lose, and so you got everything. And it may come at the expense of a more coherent, streamlined story, but man, you can't Fault them because they, you could just tell that they, they just love it so much yeah. and they didn't want to lose anything. And it's, it's kind of hard to fault them for that, right? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. the beef trifle. I'd eat it too because I love all those <laughs> things, right? Like so, uh, I get it. Like I totally get it. Um, and, and like you said, I mean, this is way more focused and, and it definitely is, is, is absolutely, you know, I think better at, at telling, you know, what it was. You know what it was set out to tell,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um, okay. So next up uh, is the uh, Sasca. It's the Sasca sisters, right? Twisted Saska twins. Sisters. Yeah. So the Twisted Twins remake of um, David Cronenberg's 1977 film uh, Rabbit, which I highly recommend watching. The original. You can watch Rabbit if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, it's free. You can watch the seventy-seven version. I highly recommend watching the original first. Yes. Before you watch the remake, only and and not not to oh, because it 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 genuinely makes you appreciate the the work that went into this remake. Yes. Uh, you, you know, if you watch it by by itself, it, it's a good, it's a great movie. Uh, sure. I fucking loved it. But if you watch the original and then you're just familiar with Cronenberg's work as a whole, mm-hmm. it, it you know, it's amazing to me that they were able to take a movie one of the first movies, so David Cronenberg before you know, this was before Scanners and uh, Videodrome, mm-hmm. you know, and The Fly. This is when he was really kind of still kind of figuring out like what his aesthetic was. You can see some kind of early body horror stuff in it. But I mm-hmm. mean, this was his second after shiver shivers right that's his first Mm -hmm. yeah so this is his second kind of full-length movie so he's still kind of figuring out like who david cronenberg is but yet the remake is able to take what we as horror fans have seen uh the the body of this man's work and not just take a movie he's done and update it and and improve upon it but also pay homage to to an entire legacy of work in a way that honestly, I have not, I don't know if I've seen in a remake ever.
1: Right. Yep. I agree hundred percent. And
0: you know, I mean, if you were growing up in the eighties, watching horror movies, like, like there's like John Carpenter, you know, David Cronenberg, um, Mm -hmm. uh, shit. uh, Wes Craven, Wes Craven. Yeah. Um, guy who did Halloween, whose name I can't remember right now. Um, that's Carpenter. Yeah, John Carpenter. Right. Okay. Thank you. Uh like these were the Titans, right? Like you watched yeah. you remember the head blowing up in scanners. You remember I'm not you know, I'm getting better. You know, from from yeah, the fly. Right. You know, you remember, you know, I'm your I'm your boyfriend now. You know, these right. were things like they fucked you up as a kid and you fucking loved it, right? Like video him going into the TV. And honestly, yes. of all of them, you know, John Carpenter to me was the most disturbing and the most unsettling because he took yeah. technology and physicality and merged them in a way that just especially if you're young and there's like that sexual aspect to it that you don't understand and you're just mm-hmm. like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this. You know, like <laughs> this is weird, but I kinda like it. Like <laughs> you know, like kind of all that together. And and to be able to, you know, do a remake of one of his movies with the with the hindsight of the work that he's done, yeah, and and it brings in everything, and it was so it was such a great thing to see. Just, yeah. just, I mean, I, 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 I was just incredibly. I mean, the Twisted Twins, like you know, we've we've watched. I mean, we're we're both huge fans of them, uh, sure. but 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 it 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 just went beyond just a general like chops as horror
1: filmmakers. Oh God, yes! I like I was I tweeted to them because you know, I've I've talked to them off and on since before the Dead Hooker, you know, because that's how I like I got in t- like they got in touch with me because on my little blog I was doing this thing about upcoming indie movies that I couldn't wait to see and and I mentioned Dead Hooker strictly based on the title I knew nothing about who did it, you know, mm-hmm. or anything like that, and and I, next thing I know I've got emails and they're like, hey, we'll send you the movie if you want to watch it. And I was like, "Yeah, please. That'd be fucking great." That was like the first time that it happened, mm-hmm. you know, for me. Uh, and I was like, "That'd be fucking great." And what? With we, you know, talked off and on since then. Uh, and I told them, I said, "I, I did not expect rabid. Like, I knew I was, I would, I would enjoy it because I've enjoyed everything they've done, but I had no idea it was going to give American Mary like." like a real run for its money is my favorite thing they've done, but it absolutely did. I, it, I was blown away by how good it was.
0: And, and I think it's, it's not just because of. So, 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 okay. So, so if you haven't seen rabid, rabid tells the story of a young woman, uh, Marilyn chambers in the original Lauren mm-hmm. Vander uh, in, in the sequel, who gets in a motorcycle accident, uh, has some plastic surgery done. And then as a result, um, gets like a, a essentially like a parasite, in her body that feeds on the blood of others, but then mm-hmm. turns them into gives them like a form of rabies that yes. just turns them into kind of ravenous rage zombies, right? And mm-hmm. so the original movie, it's like you really couldn't tell, like kind of what he was going for. Like there's some kind of body horror stuff, like particularly around like how the you know that that the, it was it's it's almost like a spike that comes out of her armpit, uh, like yeah. like like they didn't really explain like. No, <laughs> how, how it happened. He just kind of goes. He's like doing the the skin graft and talking yeah. about that, and then it's like it's just a regular skin graft. But next thing you know, she's making zombies, um, right? <laughs> but you know, and and then you know, it it kind of goes from there. One of the things, though, that was really front and center in the original is this, and I don't know, you know, kind of looking at it from 2010 as opposed to 1977 is the way. That men in this movie approach Marilyn Chambers feels mm-hmm. kind of gross and predatory, and right. at the time it it may have been more like that. Uh, not to say that it wasn't gross and predatory, but it, it I don't know if it was meant specifically to appear that way because right. of the time. Right.
1: Whereas right.
0: it comes off that way now because it totally is. But, you know, when you kind of look at things through the lens of, well, how, what was more accepted in 1977, you might be like, yeah, that's just, you know, it, it was more understood back then. Um and she uses it to her advantage. Whereas in the remake, it, you can, it is absolutely the way that they portray it. Like the first guy that she kills, you know, the guy mm-hmm. that's like, Oh, fuck you. If you can't take a compliment, you know, you fucking whore, right, you know, that right. type of thing. Like we all know about that guy, right? Like that's the right. guy who cat calls and thinks he's fucking doing you a favor. Right. And then right. he's just an absolute dick because you didn't want to talk to him because he was disgusting. Right. Right. And, and, and then there's that that predatory feel to him as well, and so, so it's things like that where the, there, there's that sort of kind of you know modernization of the movie, but then they also they they explain you know how this happened to her, like, like yes. how it is yes. that it's not just that she had plastic surgery and mm-hmm. this thing happened, but. But there was – like the doctor that's responsible, there is a reasoning behind him doing what he was doing. And then there's Mm -hmm. some serious fucked up body horror shit way beyond what (laughs) Cronenberg did because the Cronenberg that made Rabbit is not the Cronenberg that we all know. But we – they knew – you know, they have the – and this is what's so fucking great about it is they have the entire body of his work and it's almost like they're saying – if David Cronenberg knew when he made this movie that that he would turn into the David Cronenberg he is now, he would yeah. go this far.
1: Exactly. And he would make exactly.
0: he would make these choices and he would have this shit be as fucked up as it is. And I right. think they're a hundred percent right. <laughs> yeah. Like I think they are a hundred you can see things where you're like, yeah, yeah, that like the right. the I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but the kind of the final scenes. Uh, yes, with, with some of the shit that that that, <coughs> I like rose sees and is exposed yeah. to. You're like, holy fuck! Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> that is fucked up for real. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, and man. it's it's not often that we you know you get s- filmmakers that I mean you know when you think of like like some of these like live action like like whatever like you know when Disney's just refreshing their IP, right? Yeah, like, right, right, You the know, it's like, yeah, they, they, they're... they're cut, like, don't get me wrong, like, I think Mulan looks fucking amazing. I can't wait to see that. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you see some of the other live-action stuff, and you're just like, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying they don't care about it, but they're just doing it to make sure that they can keep making merchandise, right? But right. when you see something like this, where, you know, clearly they care about his work, and even just, like, you know, the nods to um, his different movies. Like I, mm. I'm convinced that, 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 the the fact that they, the guy that, uh, was keeping tabs on Rose was a journalist. Like I'm convinced that mm. that's a nod to the fly because Gina Davis, yeah. you know, was a journalist in that movie. Oh yeah. You know, th- th- yeah. Then you have, um, you know, the, 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 all the red, you know, the sur- dead ringers, yeah, yeah. The dead ringers, the red surgical gowns of, of, yeah. of, of the, the surgical team, um, that's operating on Rose. Um, you know, You've got you know the the way more into the body horror stuff, um, right? Than than he had done in Rabid because in Rabid you know he still was kind of you know figuring out like who he was and I don't even think the original Rabbit is all that great of a movie like Marilyn Chambers is no, not a fantastic actress so right. a lot of her stuff is just kind of like over the top screaming and I think Frank Frank yeah. Wood is that I think that's the guy who's in the original he's not all that great either um, and it, it's kind of a disjointed story because it's
1: very like, yeah
0: you know it's, it's a, just
1: it's it's just ideas that, that it's like a thing of a bunch of ideas that are crammed into this movie and nothing's explained and it's it's fun and it's funny, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you you texted me about the Santa
0: Claus, oh, the Santa being gunned down. <laughs> God, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, know. Like a mall, cop I was so kills fucking Santa, and he's just like ah, shit. and he's got like a nineteen forty, like he's got like a forties, right. you know, Nazi, you know, submachine gun. He's fucking guns he got, like, down. He's an MP four.
1: He's a fucking mall. Cop. Yeah, and he goes ah,
0: shit. Like,
1: <laughs> right. thank God the kid got out of the way first. <laughs> right, right, uh,
0: and there isn't. And it's not
1: like he wasn't even facing a horde. Right, right. it was one guy.
0: <laughs> and and there is a Santa who gets who gets killed. Yes, in the remake. I but, loved but, it. But the remake leans uh way more on on, on Rose mm-hmm. and what she's going through and kind of the the body horror aspect and way less on the the rage zombies. Yes. Type of right. thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um the the only thing where I feel like and, and I know uh and I'd be interested to hear your opinion on this, where I feel like the original was better. Is you know at the end of the movie, Rose makes a choice as mm. to what is supposed to happen to her mm-hmm. and in the original uh you know the the movie kind of respects that choice, mm-hmm. even if the way ultimately it it works out is you know i mean not great, right. whereas this the remake doesn't and mm-hmm. i and i I feel like i to me. I I felt like the original was better in that regard simply because, you know, she knew what was going on and she she knew what she wanted and didn't want. And right. I know it's, like, extra horrifying to... And I, and I don't want to spoil anything because I really want people to watch them. Um,
1: mm.
0: I mean, I just felt like, I don't know, I guess after everything I would have preferred she kind of got what she wanted. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think that, um, I think the original, that was like I had said, I, it's, it had been probably since I was in high school and I rented most of the horror section at, at the, the two video stores we had, mm-hmm. um, it would have been the last time I had seen rabid. And, uh, so I bought the blu-ray that shout factory did because I knew the Saskas were doing the new one and I wanted to, you know, to, to see it again. And the only thing I remembered was the final, like shot, the final scene Yeah. and uh, like it, it really stuck with me cuz that's such a, a yeah a powerful image you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so i i guess uh the, the 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 ending to the remake was like you said like yeah it would have been you would have felt better about it headed into you know uh how she wanted. But uh, you know, that that I don't know if they were just going for like, oh, just like this is even more fucked up or yeah, like, and is. I
0: and I respect that. Like I mean in, in that regard it makes sense, right? Like it's a yeah. horror movie. Right. You know there, there's no happy endings in horror movies. Right, right. right? <laughs> um but but you know, halfway having, no, you're right. I having agree with just you, I seen the original, I you know, you yeah. kinda go, you know. But uh yeah. But I think too, like watching it now with all the, and I'm not, I am in no way equating the coronavirus. Please do not in any way say that <laughs> I'm equating the coronavirus with something that turns people rabid. But, but, but one of the things that both movies do is they kind of make fun of, like the, Government response to something like yes. this—how at the end, of, you know, the, the remake—they're just like, "Ass eh, so everyone has been rounded up and euthanized," you know, just like this matter Sorry. of fact, like, "Yeah, they're all yeah. dead. Don't worry, yeah. we're good," yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> and 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 if 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 the Trump administration can round up people who had coronavirus and put a bullet in their head, they probably right. would. <laughs> right, <laughs> and, we, and we all know it. Yep. <laughs> 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 but um, you know, so it, it it's kind of a there's like a a little there's some 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 kind of satire there too, uh, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of the way that and, and and you know and um the the remake does a little bit more with like kind of making fun of like the fashion industry and you know and that type of thing. Right. But honestly, like I I knew uh, Laura Vandervoot from she was Supergirl on Smallville. Right. I had no idea that when she before she you know when she was like early on as rose i had no mm. idea that's oh that yeah, was. yeah. <laughs> nice yeah no clue i mean they did a the, the you know kind of the makeup artist did a fantastic job of kind of hiding uh mm. you know kind of what she you know kind of naturally looks like um mm-hmm. uh to 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 make it even more because i mean she's a She's a you know incredibly attractive woman, uh, and actually sure. they, they did a really good job. It wasn't like they just were like let's put glasses on her and make her hair unkempt, right? Like, right, right. right. Uh, I mean they did a really good job of kind of making her look you know more, I guess, uh, homely. Uh, mm. So that way when she did have the the stem cell treatment after her accident, which by the way, the, what she looked like right after the accident, holy Ooh. shit, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk about practical effects. That shit was nasty.
1: Yes, it was. And that's such a hard thing to do, right? Like yeah. I commented that when I was watching, I was like, you know, usually uh, you tell somebody that you're you're gonna need a mouth prosthetic, and they're like, oh fuck, because like it always looks like someone wearing a prosthetic.
0: Yeah, but no, man, this thing looked amazing. Yeah, uh, I mean, they did. You know, props to the 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 um the effects crew because they did a fantastic job. Um, on this movie, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, I really I know that like you know people's time is limited. Like if if you only watch one, definitely watch the remake. I think it's a better film. yeah. But if you are you know if you either haven't seen the original in a long time or just never saw it at all, I I mean I highly recommend watching the original first because it it, it gives you you know a, a much greater appreciation in my mind. Of what they were able to do, um, in 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 terms of of making a, a better version of it, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times when when a remake happens, it it it's usually not better, right? Right. Right. Um, and then and then you know if you're if you're familiar with Cronenberg's work, just the you know the. The, the care and the the care for his legacy as a filmmaker that they were willing to put into this i think speaks a lot for them not just as as filmmakers but as as horror filmmakers because you know right you know we we so many people like this is who they grew up with and i mean you don't have to be devote you don't have to be beholden to it but mm. to to pay respect to it and not just like right. a little like you know like Oh, there's a fly on the wall. Not it, there, it's right, not a nod, right. right? Like this is a this is a as much a celebration of, exactly of, of his uh, of David Cronenberg's career as it is a remake of one of his movies. Right, okay. absolutely. Um, and so, yeah. Well, there you go, man. Like, well, t- tell them we liked it, and then, you know, if they ever want to, you know, pop on the show.
1: You're no. him, <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm, sure that, I'm sure they have time on their hands with be was, Yeah, sure. and they were in the movie, and they were hilarious in the movie.
1: Yes, too. they yeah. were great. Yeah. Are, are they
0: typically in all their movies? I don't. I'm not. Yes. Okay. I mean, I've seen. I don't think.
1: I, I don't think everything. I know they're in Mary. They're obviously they're in Dead Hooker because they're the main two characters. Right. Um. I don't remember if they were in like Vendetta. Uh, I, I think they were in uh, See No Evil Two. Yeah, I think Vedette is probably the only one that I don't absolutely remember them being in.
0: I mean, it's a very, it's a very small uh, scene. Yeah, but but uh, but it's you know, it, it's it's well done. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to think. So, did you see Invisible Man? I did. And, and saw it
1: today. Okay. And how was it? It's pretty fucking good. Is honestly. it? Okay. It's, good. Yeah. Uh, it's it's worth watching for sure uh it's it's again not you know a remake but not really like it's just it's a property that you've heard of but this is a a completely different story you know it's it's modern and and uh it's it follows um it's told from the woman's a woman's perspective who was in an abusive relationship and she's tries to leave this guy but he's gonna he's he's extremely violent he's he's the most manipulative thing or character i've seen and i can't tell you like this guy is he is fucking twisted dude he is just he's disgusting so how much of the movie because it's
0: about two hours long right without giving too much away how much is he
1: in before he's not okay so there's this, there's like maybe a 10 minute sequence at the beginning of her. She, she's drugged him. So, cause he's like this huge, um, like leader in like optical technology and like Mm -hmm. all, you know, and all these things like that. And that's kind of how the invisibility thing comes about in this one. Um, and he's got this, this giant, beautiful mansion, uh, somewhere in, in San Francisco. And, uh, it's on the side of like the mountain and shit. And like, but it's, it's almost as much a compound as it is a mansion, because like obviously, if he's into you know optical stuff and cameras and whatnot, there are cameras every fucking where and alarms on every fucking thing, and mm-hmm. so she's had to like plan the, basically an escape okay. for like months, and and she does she she fight uh, uh, this like the movie begins with the night of her putting her plan in motion. She's drugged him, uh, and then she she's like, all right i'm on the clock like i gotta get up i gotta get all the get my get this shit get out of here you know turn mm-hmm. these cameras off this camera off shit like that and then she doesn't manage to get away from him barely and then it cuts forward not it doesn't really i don't think it said exactly how long it had not been that long but it had been like a week or two maybe mm-hmm. but she's staying with uh her sister's friend who's a cop uh she's staying with him at his house she's afraid to go outside she's Mm -hmm. looking constantly looking over shoulder things like that and then she gets the word that he committed suicide it's like in the news her sister comes and is like she's mad she's like i told you not to come here because he'll know to follow you and shit like that she's like well if you'll let me talk he's dead Mm -hmm. so you could this nightmare is over and then um you know she's kind of shocked and this and that, but then that's when the shit starts to happen that leads her to believe that he's not dead. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're trying to and and for like the first, this is like the first half probably. Okay, it's so good. The way the the camera work is is fucking phenomenal. It's top notch camera work. The sound design is amazing. Um, and it's like these things keep happening that she believes you know first she's questioning herself like did i hear that or did that did that move uh-huh. and, and it does a really good job of that uh, and how the movie and and the character cuz uh oh what's her name Lizard she's Moss. she is amazing yeah. in this movie um she's in her own head like am i crazy and then he's just kind of doing these little things to fuck with her and right. then and she's also when, when she realizes that he is there then it's her trying to explain that or prove that to her sister and and the cop and like just people in gen- like nobody's believing her and she knows right and so then she's like how can i prove this or how do mm-hmm. i get rid of him things like that and then uh man it really escalates it it it, it once the first hour it it ratchets like this movies go from the, from the beginning oh really okay go. yeah like it starts with her running for, and you're afraid of the guy. That's mm-hmm. how like in the first it, it really does a good job of showing you just how fucked up this dude is okay. in the first the escape sequence. And then you you're afraid for her the rest of the movie. Right, right. And uh it man, it was great. I it really I was surprised cuz a lot of times when a, when a horror movie comes out and they're like the first true horror movie of 2020 and it's a big deal and like it's making all this money and I'm I hadn't seen the trailer so I was like, eh, I yeah, I don't know. And then, uh, and then I, when you know, I'm sitting there watching it, and I was like, okay, this could either be really fucking good or it could go like really lifetime on me in like no time flat. Like, if I'm not, if I don't care about her or if I'm not afraid of him or like whatever, but it's, uh, it's fucking great. Like, I'm, I was so glad, you know, it kind of went where it did. And it, it, it doesn't pull any punches either, man. It's, it's truly a horror. I wouldn't call it like, because it could have just been a thriller, right? It'd right. Like, eh, you know, whatever. No, no, I was afraid of this motherfucker. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, good. Like, I yeah. wanted to see it, but, uh, you know, the weekend just kind of got away from me. And and I mean, and, and the thing is, so so Lee, Lee Winnell, uh, he's the guy who did it. Upgrade, mm-hmm. one of our favorite movies of mm-hmm. uh, either 17 or 18. That movie's fucking great. Yeah. Fantastic humor, action, scary as shit into oh, cowboy radio. Sorry, it's my phone. Uh <laughs> scary as shit at times too. Like he that yeah. this dude is a filmmaker. Like we all go to Saw and you're like, you know, it's like him and James Wan. But you know, mm-hmm. I mean between the two of them, man, they've made some fucking great movies since Absolutely. Saw. And can I just say how much that new fucking Saw trailer have you seen it that played shit? with it Chris played Rock this. and, and yeah. Sam Jackson?
1: Holy I don't even know what shit. it was I had no idea.
0: Yeah. It's like if they made seven a Saw movie or vice That's versa. That's exactly
1: what it looked like. God damn. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until somebody said, Do you want to play a game that I realized what I was looking at? And right. I was like, Holy shit.
0: Oh, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. That. that was exactly my reaction. I yeah. Was like, Holy shit. Yeah.
0: But anyway, um, so Leo and L, upgrade. If you haven't seen upgrade, Jesus, motherfucking Christ. Fucking watch Upgrade. That movie is fucking amazing. And then Elizabeth Moss is a fantastic actress. Like, Handmaid's Tale. But there's this movie she did last year called Her Smell, which is a terrible title. Um, (laughs) And she plays like a Courtney Love-esque lead singer um, of this kind of 90s... uh, Yeah, like like almost like a whole. Like, she's kind of like a Courtney Love. And her... (laughs) and it's over the course of a small amount of time but her just kind of downward spiral um and the guy shit i forget his name he was in the guest that he he was in uh fucking um
1: shit he he was in legion the guy from the guy from Le- uh D- Dan, Dan Dan something
0: Some or other he's in it like there's a lot of great people in this movie but she is fucking phenomenal and she's mesmerizing because if any other actress who couldn't pull it off and uh, any other actor mm. who could not pull... She is Dan so, Stevens. Yeah, Dan Stevens. Thank you. She is so annoying and she's so frustrating and she's so just fucking... Uh, but you care about her <laughs> and you want yeah. her... You want to see what happens. And I can't think of... Like, in anybody else's hands, this movie, you would just be like, after half an hour, you'd be like, fuck this lady, this fucking, like, nope, I don't care. But she's so good in Mm. making you care about her character, because despite all of the things she keeps putting in your face to say, no, don't care about me, I'm a selfish fucking asshole you still care about her and so when i saw that she was in this movie i was like oh god damn i bet she's fucking phenomenal because she is she's the fucking shit nice yeah so yeah I'm she's lo-
1: fucking she's fucking great in this i like i don't i was just kind of looking over her stuff i definitely want to watch her smell now but i was looking over some of her other stuff and i have not seen her and i i recognized her though which was weird but uh, I feel like I've seen her in something that I'm just not seeing here or that I don't she remember. She was in the
0: kitchen, uh, but I, I didn't hear – I mean, there were really all that great reviews with um, uh, Melissa McCartney and um, – oh, shit. What's her name? She was in um, Girl uh, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and the reviews of that were just kind of okay. Um, yeah, I didn't watch it. But um, She's huh. great. I mean, but yeah, I mean, she's on hand. Handmade, handmade I, I
1: definitely will be, you know, keeping an eye on her now for sure because she blew me away in this.
0: Yeah. I mean, her smell for me, like, I'm a, I love whole, like, yeah, like that mm. kind of 90s, early 2000s scene, like that kind of Riot girl uh, stuff. I love mm-hmm. a lot of that music. So, uh, oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, well, this was the thing. Like, so remember, like, Universal wanted to do their own, like, cinematic universe of, right, right. you know, kind of monster movies. And then they did that. The Mummy, the Tom Cruise mum not the Brendan Fraser, which is still a fantastic movie, uh, but the <laughs> Tom Cruise Mummy movie, and that had you know it had uh, um, Russell Crowe as 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 yeah. you know Doctor Jekyll there, and and it kind of was like failed because it was a terrible fucking movie, um, <laughs> and so but they you know so this I don't know, I don't know if this movie was meant to be a part of that or if this is just a movie where they uh, – I think it was U- where Universal had the rights to the Invisible Man, and they were like, mm. all right, well, we have it, so let's just see what somebody else can do with it. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know because this movie, uh, if they were going for like the comic booky kind of vibe to it, this movie just certainly would not have fit into that. Yeah, but um, I mean
0: – yeah, and that's why I think that maybe they weren't – maybe it wasn't – it was more um, – like maybe if if the mummy had been better they would have tried
1: right 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 i'm just trying to see how, i'm trying to imagine how they would have shoehorned or, or put this as any part of something like that cuz it really for me wouldn't have worked i well there's a thing yeah it there's a way that they could it would have been a terrible idea but there there is an out uh, at the end to where it could have have potentially been a a part of something else so yeah yeah I mean like you know uh, Russell Crowe doesn't show up to recruit her like with an eye patch on or nothing like like you to join my team (laughs) yeah
0: well I mean and and the thing is I mean you know when you're talking about you know kind of monster movies right like the Invisible Man is always like I don't okay so like I don't remember the original Claude Rains movie enough Mm. I've seen it Right, but I don't remember well, like it. he, he, he was he's like a, the
1: main focus right yeah he was exactly. a scientist yeah. a scientist who figured out a way to turn himself invisible but he also it also made him go like insane
0: yeah okay right 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 and that's the thing right like I think that like um it, I think this work this concept works better where he's just uh, yeah. full on a monster to begin with who just right. manages to figure out a way to make himself invisible, not the right. other way around. I mean there's right. kind of cer- certain like tragic nature to you know the Claude Rains version, but uh, sure. But I think too, like I mean, you know, talk about like a perfect just like like it's it it, it works well, unfortunately, uh with with yeah, our, right? our our current you know times where you know with with you know kind of the idea of gaslighting and and this idea of yeah. of of that being a legitimate psychological tactic to continue yep. abusing someone is to making them feel it, like what they have it, seen and felt is not real
1: right and this this uh it's yeah, uh, for people who who've been through things like that, this is like you talk about it, you know uh, a something that would trigger, trigger uh, <laughs> some some feelings cuz goddamn dude. Yeah. It's and, rough.
0: Yeah. But then also the technical aspect of how mm. do you film things in a way to mm-hmm. show that something that you can't see is still there?
1: yeah um and 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 it's it's all the camera work and everything like that like it's like they'll they'll the camera will start in the room with the characters that are there and then they're doing like they're having a pillow fight or something right mm. but then it but then and you never you're almost unconscious of it initially but then the camera starts to move around the room and then it slowly is pulling you back the hall back up a hallway Mm. and they're still in the room doing the pillow fight or whatever right and you realize you're like, now you're in his POV and he's mm-hmm. just standing there watching them. And it, right. fu- it'll, man, it's fucking creepy. Right. Like if somebody did the strangers, oh. but like who's, whoever shot, like did the cinematography for this. Yeah. But do a fucking strangers movie, like not like no. the second one, which I, I thought was fun, but the first one still scares the, the shit one out of still me. Still
0: fucks the shit out of me because of the scenes where the two people are having a conversation and then the, the person will just walk across the doorway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that, you so know this any puts- time for me where the viewer like the you know okay so horror movies to me you know obviously you, you've got ones where like the viewer sees what the protagonist sees and so mm-hmm. when something jumps out you're scared along with the protagonist right which is can mm-hmm. be legitimately scary right when you think of something like the thing right where right. like you don't know who is the monster because you're mm-hmm. in, you're there with everybody else. You haven't right. seen anything else, so you're just as scared as they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you, in that situation, you're like, "Fuck! It could be any one of us. It could be me, right?" Right. <laughs> so that scene where they're testing the blood with the the heated up wire, mm-hmm. it's scary yeah. because you, as a viewer, you genuinely don't know. But then you have something like the stranger, where you 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 see the guy walk, and you know.
1: Shit's right. coming
0: and that I god damn to me that's yeah. fucking worse. Right? Yeah. Like that's a that's a standing up in the movie theater. Get the fuck out of the house! Get the fuck out of the house! She ain't gonna marry you, bro. It's fine, you know. Like... <laughs> um so so to, to to what you're talking about, like my, my shoulders are already up, like no sir.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like and like i said it's it's so well shot it's and the sound design is so important and it's done so well yeah uh, it, it really is uh it's an impressive uh an impressive movie like just all together the story's good the pace is good uh but one of the most like one of the better made things that i've seen this year
0: yeah well, i can't wait to see it i wish i had i wish i had gone but uh, you know whatever time gets away but you know i think this is a testament to you know we 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 I think sometimes, and, and I think this is because, you know, I think like I think of like horror movie and comic books or video games, like because I think y- y- you know you and I we were we're in kind of all those worlds in terms of where our interests are. You know, there's a lot of parallels where, um, you know, you're always kind of feeling like because the larger world doesn't necessarily like appreciate these things. You're almost like feeling like, uh, like you constantly are fighting for the same level of kind of recognition or and it's not Mm. like don't get me wrong like i like what i like and i don't give a fuck if somebody else doesn't like it i I wish you would because hey if i like it you might like it then that we both you know you like there's more things in your world that you like right Mm. but you know i think sometimes we're so quick to shit on something like a saw or whatever Mm. but not realize that like this movies like that they may they may they may not be fantastic they may not but the, be on the same order of you know some of the like a Halloween or a Nightmare on Elm Street right. or a Get Out right but they they are an opportunity for people to get started who then mm-hmm. go on to make things and I don't get me wrong like I think Saw is a perfectly fine movie I mean it's I mean, it, yeah, you know and and actually Saw 2 I think Saw 2 is fucking great. Um, I do. But but you know sometimes this is where people get their start And just because it's a Mm -hmm. horror movie or it's a smaller horror movie uh, or it's a, you know, it's a, it's a you know, whatever, closed room type of thing doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that there isn't talent there. And these people can then go on to do. So if you look at what James Wan has gone on to do, if you look at what Lee Winnell has gone on to do and you look at where they started, Mm -hmm. like, you know, next time you see something smaller or independent or more closed room, you know, don't, you know. Maybe don't shit on it because who knows what right. that person's going to end up going and doing, right? Like, right. just because it's a horror movie or whatever it is. like. Um, and I think sometimes we have a tendency, if it's not some huge, you know, tentpole thing, to mm-hmm. just discount it. And and, right. and 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 we forget that like you know not everybody is gonna not everybody can be fucking Christopher McQuarrie and do fucking four Mission Impossible movies in a row and fucking knock them all out of the park right like they're right, not all right. you know it that takes time and and effort and so you know not everybody's gonna be it, you know and 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 but and I think and 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 the reason I bring it up with more with horror is because I you know you kind of see some of that like fighting for. Not recognition, but I guess like um acceptance from right. like the larger like
1: film community. No, an opportunity, um, right? Like just give me a chance to to show you I did this. Yeah. Um but you know, and look what I did with the this amount of money. Like give me in the opportunity to work on something bigger, like to show you what I can do with you know, almost like not limitless money, but like, you know, a, a budget that, you know, lends itself to the kind of movies that end up being the bigger movies and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: And the reality is, like, is those opportunities, I think, are in horror more than anywhere else. If you look yeah. at the number of small, you know, budget movies that then fucking blew up. I right. mean, even just recently, look, look, like a quiet place. That was yeah. like, I, I don't remember what the budget on that was, but compared to what it made, it was fucking tiny right. shit. You know, you right. look at these, like, horror allows itself, I think, because if you're smart and talented, you can make an effective horror movie for uh, less money, and then it can conceive, like, potentially blow up in the public eye. And mm-hmm. so, if you have people who are talented, and that little bit that they get, they can show you what they can do. I think more so than yeah. any other genre.
1: I agree. I mean, yeah. And, and we're, we're living what a time to be alive. We keep saying, right. What a renaissance mm-hmm. of, of these new voices that are, are going to be, you know, the next, Carpenter and in, in Cronenberg and all these things, right? Like Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. um, um, Ari Aster, mm-hmm. like this is there are more of those movies now than I can ever remember. Like right. like just guys that have, that are coming out, and you're like, damn, like this is the shit that people are going to be talking about for forty years. The way we've talked about Halloween or you know whatever, right. Right. like right. Yeah. There's so many examples of that now, and it's just fucking great to see. Yeah, yeah um
0: but uh okay so as far as like the stuff that we've talked about so um october factions on netflix oh uh freaks which we which was one of mm. both of our, my favorite movie of the years i think years too um if i remember correctly that's on netflix now so definitely go watch that um uh like we said before, the original rabbit is on Amazon Prime, Colorado Space and um the remake, I think you they're on all the kind of streaming platforms if Yeah, you want the, to rent it.
1: Um Colorado Space is coming to shutter. It's one of their big gits for early this like I'm not oh, sure nice. exactly when. Nice. But it's it's one of their big gets that they were excited about.
0: Yeah. And the the, the Blu ray for um the rabbit remake is out, but you can also rent it on the um the various uh streaming mm-hmm. services so uh definitely uh go and see it so what what's the next i'm trying to think what the next big movie that i'm excited about is i kind of uh, like honestly with like selling the house and everything get ready to move i'm kind of like mm. not cognizant of I, I it's like when you're so focused on a particular date for a certain thing everything else kind of like falls aside yeah. and, and i can't even think there's of, like, something else that- is coming out
1: there's something next week and i that i saw a trailer for today and i was like oh shit that's next week but i don't remember what it was now <laughs> well
0: there you go we'll figure
1: it I'm out so, i'm so good at this yeah <laughs> well that's the thing
0: we always find something that's the thing it's like yeah
1: that's true yeah
0: whenever we text back and forth is what are we going to talk about it it's like we typically have to figure out how to cut it down um because there's there's kind of so much stuff right um so, yeah, so for me, I know I'm looking forward to, so The Outsider on HBO, that finale is tonight, and that's a fantastic show. Uh, man,
1: they, people have been talking about that on the podcast that I've been listening to, and I really want to watch it. It's,
0: it is it is
1: available to you, my friend.
0: Uh, Excellent. Uh, yeah, it is really good. Ben Mendelsohn is a fucking – uh, god. I mean, I could do a whole show on Ben Mendelsohn, but talk about a guy who just kind of came out of nowhere, even though he'd been mm. grinding his whole life and then just fucking blew up. And good for him because, man, he's fucking great um i think for me uh lock and key i think is next that's probably what yeah
1: i definitely to want to get into that too
0: um either that or hunters the the nazi hunter show on on amazon prime so. oh the hunt the oh that's week. it is yes it yes i'm gonna try to see that yeah. next week yeah i'd wanted to see it when it was originally out and then pulled uh and perry gilpin i'm all in baby uh mm-hmm. yeah so so that's it yeah that, that i believe that opens on friday so
1: yes it does yeah cool
0: very good. Well, whatever it is we decide to talk about, hopefully uh, you'll be here with us. Uh, so, m- for myself and Mitch, thank you so much. This has been episode ninety-one of uh, Divided by Werewolves. Um, if uh, you know you like the stuff that we talk about, you know, send us a tweet or, or, or uh, uh, download the show. Tell your friends. Uh, get yourself a Shutter subscription. Tell them uh, Brandon and Mitch sent you. Um, <laughs> And uh, whatever we decide to do, hopefully, you'll be here with us. So, for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to spending some more time with you uh, in the next two weeks. So, for myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night.